You're listening to Cyber Chat Live. I am your host, Rio Wincoller, the producer and cider MC at ciderchat.com. On Cider Chat Live, it is stories in real time straight off the Cider Chat train to you. So come on along and join the fun. I'll be looking for you out there in Ciderville. I landed in Amsterdam at Schiphol Airport on September 14th. It's a direct flight from Boston, which I really like. It's an overnight flight, so I'm able to get a couple hours of sleep. I always like to immediately get out of the airport and head over to the Citizen M. I stay typically right on site at the airport. Usually they have pretty good rates, allow me to check in early. I don't get charged. I'm able to take a shower, get out of the grimy clothes from the plane, and then take a little bit of a nap, maybe for one or two hours. Then it's back to Skipple, which is just a stone's throw away. I could walk there. And I get a train, uh, a round-trip train ticket, and go right into Amsterdam. And now Amsterdam is really a destination for us cider lovers because Apples and Perrin is there, and that is a cider store. They're selling ciders from all over the map, really just European ciders. And uh, I shouldn't say just really because, freaking God, my goodness, it's like amazing European ciders. So we're going to go into a little conversation that I had while I was there. And uh, you could catch up with that. And then I'm going to bring you to where I was on the flip side of that. Doing? Great. And how are you doing, Ria? Very good. Yeah. So. Uh, I come into Amsterdam. The first place I have to come is to get uh, some cider. On your bike? Yes, of course. <laughs> great. Of course. Great. So nice. Yeah. How are you doing? Fine. Yes. Good. Very good. I was hoping that you might be here. Yeah. I'm going to be going over to the Vondepark and I want to grab some cider, you know, some cold cider to go. Mm-hmm. But I just want to check in and see how is it going? How's the cider scene is kind of like really growing in the it's Netherlands picking, overall. It's really picking up in the Netherlands. I, yes. I'm kind of like wondering, like, what is the the spark there? You know, what is it just because of the worldwide or? Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I think multiple factors at the same time. Mm. Uh, obviously, Heineken is promoting their. Uh, they're large-scale produced, yeah. uh, so, so-called cider, apple bandita. It's it's, it's, you, you it's have, more water and the additives. Than, right, but you have cider, all these like but, um, you know uh, local makers. Yeah, yeah, we see more and more local, a lot of local makers. Yeah, it's of crazy. course, always very small quantities. So, right, uh, but that's they, okay. They run out of stock very quickly. Yeah, but it has to start somewhere for yes, for people yes, to no, realize to do uh, that. It's good. So I think also. Um, because in Holland the special beers have been uh, have become very popular, mm-hmm. 
and now people are also looking around what what else is there uh, we've had the gin tonic craze uh, mm. uh, which has also calmed down a little bit yeah. uh, so this is, might be the next kind of sweep coming in we hope folks. so we hope so <laughs> i know we hope so we're, we're also working hard on it so yes it's, yeah. it is difficult no. That's why we uh, yeah we have introduced uh, a cider under uh, bottled specially for us uh, under the name cider for Amsterdam cider Ooh. Amsterdam Ooh. it's a it's a Brittany cider very nice so you uh, have a brute and a demi sec yeah, yeah. And great we're uh, we're uh, trying to get people in Amsterdam to to drink. Uh, yeah, cider. Yeah, and, cider. and also it's, feel like some kind of a, uh, association with it, like it's like the cider of Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. In a way, you know, we're, that's we're how very, I see. We're very clear, and we're also joking maybe a little bit out of, uh, about it. Have you ever seen an apple tree in Amsterdam? Neither have we. But we have selected uh, <laughs> well, a very good cider for Amsterdam. Brilliant! So. That is brilliant. <laughs> yes. Well, the first ever medlar tree. Mm-hmm. I found here in Amsterdam last year that I've ever discovered because I've always been in the hunt for that particular palm, which people also ferment and make uh-huh. a, I want to okay. call it a cider, but yeah. you know, it's a palm and I love any palm, you know, pears or apples or medlars. And so I'm actually on my way now to go visit that tree. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to bring some of your cider and mm-hmm. drink it underneath that tree. Okay, I great. Think. Yeah, and where was that tree then? Uh, it is in the Vondelpark. In the Vondelpark. Yes. But it's a... Uh, a medlar? A medlar is a palm. And so yeah. there was the... Um, the Victorian era was very, very popular um, because it was one fruit that would ripen in the middle of the winter. Yeah. And so it was very high society to do what was called blet the medlars. And so it was at the point where blet is B-L-E-T-T-E-D, mm-hmm. uh, to blet the medlar and eat it right at the point where it's almost kind of rotten, the edge of rotanatus. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and it would be really, really sweet. It's such an uh, unfamiliar oh. word for me in... Um, what would you say in Dutch? In mispel. How, how do you spell that? Mispel. Oh, M I S P E L. Yes. So that's why I had to look right. it up because. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I understand. Yeah. Oh, look at that too. Yeah. This is the selection of the yeah, moment. Some ciders that you've seen that you've seen before. Uh, yeah. A new one, very close to Amsterdam, uh, Dijk cedar. Oh. Maker. Yesterday it was, uh, yeah, you see it's losing, it still has a little bit of fizz, but not as much as yep, it yep. should be. But it's the, mm. the, the flavor will still be quite off. Bio Capelle, Cider. I look cider with weinig suiker. With weinig suiker, yeah, so it's droog. Yeah, droog, so it's not from the, where it's just a pack this is um, Gros Bier. It's an extra brute from Theo Capel. And uh, this is a Normandy cider. It's very light yellow. It was opened up yesterday, so it's a little bit of a change, but it has this kind of almost like earth-based minerality that I would, I would associate with mushroom a little. Uh, wow, this would go fantastic with a nice, strong Camembert 
something really funky type of cheese just knocks the socks off with also like sliced pears and apple on the side. This would be a beautiful cider for that. One of the things, try their different ciders. Uh, they have a nice little display here. Pour you a glass, and um, whether you want to take a big bottle or small bottles, there's a lot of selection to go from from here. And also in the case, I see that they have uh, Domaine de Pont, the Cider Reserve. So there's some nice selections here. And uh, I highly recommend stopping here. Right. After I left Apples and Perrin, I rode my bike. I got lost a little bit, I have to admit, because I really get turned around here. I can't tell which is east or west, and I use my Google Maps. But anyways, I finally made it to the Volna Park, where I knew there was a medlar tree, this beautiful medlar tree that I found last year. And, of course, it's September, so I knew that the medlars were going to be in flu- full fruiting stage. And, indeed, they were. They were huge. So I got to hang out with the medlars, which they just bring me absolute joy. If you want to see some photos of them, there's some beautiful photos that I posted on the Cider Chat Facebook page on uh, today, which again is the 14th while I'm recording this. I plucked a couple of medlars. They they were kind of dropping into my bag (laughs) because I want to bring them along. Well, I, I don't want to say I want to. They wanted to come along on the Totally Cider Tour that's happening next week in Normandy, France. So they popped in the bag. They're going to come along. They want to meet everybody that's going to be there. Probably thinking that some of these folks never actually saw Medlar. So really excited to meet them and be their little, well, kind of like palm spirit guides, if you will. So that's, that is uh, my stage at this point. It's about, I don't know, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I like to get a bike rental while I'm here because it's... It's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, what is it, huffing and puffing, no, hoofing it, hoofing it, hoofing it around the city, and that could get really tiring very quickly, and from Amsterdam Central, which is where the train from the airport brings you into, out to Vondepark, it's a long, it would be a really long walk, you could do it in a tram, but it still, still is a lot of walking. I always go to Star Bikes, which is very close to the train station in Amsterdam. I like going there because I'm able to drop my bike off after hours. I park it outside, chain it up, and do a key drop. A lot of the places in Amsterdam do not allow you to do that. And the bike I'm looking at, it, it's pretty nondescript. You can't really tell unless you come up really close that it's a rental bar- bike. So that allows me to blend in. But at the same time, I don't want to totally blend in because riding a bike in Amsterdam, you got to have your wits about you. And if you're a little jet lag or you've been drinking some cider or whatever, yes, there are coffee shops here. Uh, got to love that too. Uh, it, it could be dangerous. You got to be on, on your, your best when you're, you're scooting around here. But Starbucks is a, a good place to go. And my next journey will be kind of heading back slowly, making my way, stopping at some other little eats here and there, doing a little shopping, eventually heading back to the airport and crashing. So it makes it a very easy, low-stress landing for me to just fly into Schiphol, stay at the airport, 
go in and out, n- not worry about bringing my bags in Amsterdam. I've seen so many people who just had like a 24-hour stay and they're trying to like drag their bags all over the place. I'll tell you, that is, it's hard. <clears throat> and that's when you do dopey stuff because you're tired and jet lagged and you're not used to the currency. Maybe your phone isn't working perfectly. I, 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 I don't like that. I like to be settled and, and semi-sane. time instead of getting a ride on the blue canal boat i was able to finally discover the backside of amsterdam central uh the noise whoa that you hear right now is is the ferry i'm on that almost knocked over my bike that was interesting um The, the main point, that was crazy. The woman's watching me from down below. The main thing is that I was able to um, check out the, the scene here. So there's Amsterdam Central, where most people just go walk, walking straight out into like the Dom area. But this time, bringing, while returning my bike, I went on the back side of Amsterdam Central to this kind of boutique, kind of shopping area, and this ferry that I've always knew was there, but I never took it over. It's free. It goes every six minutes, uh, maybe every eight minutes after six, and then every 12 minutes after 12 o'clock. So it's a 24-hour ferry, free. And I just got to get on it, go to the other side, and see a different viewpoint of Amsterdam. It's just the city keeps on just opening itself up. So I'm going to head back and I'll be reading the book that I'm going to be talking about next that I brought along on this tour. Before heading out on this trip, a book came into my mailbox. It's a galley of a work of fiction. It's from a Michigan author by the name of Barbara Stark Neiman. The cover of the book was rather intriguing because it actually feels like an apple. And then on the cover is an apple, a yellow russeted apple that has been sliced horizontally and then put back together on a table. And you look at the apple, and it looks a little bit like a rock cairn. And cairns are used on hiking trails. They're stones bouncing upon each other, which is kind of interesting for me because I wrote a book, too, and I actually have a rock cairn on my 
my book cover. Uh, that book's called Leading Chaos. But in this case, this is about cider. And so the apple fits perfectly in this kind of balanced but semi sense of unbalance and yet sticking together and that's what this work of fiction is about it's not a full drama there's a little bit of humor but it's a story unfolding of a family and the family with the central character being a mother uh in her mid mid years starting a new life discovery insider making her name is abby rose stone and we're taken along on her path learning to make cider (laughs) professionally in Upper Michigan. The actual name of the book is Hard Cider, which fits perfectly because in Michigan, all I ever hear used for cider is the term hard cider. So it's a really nice fit. The fun part of this book for me, and I think would be cool for almost like a a quiz for people, is how many people do you know that she's naming but giving a pseudonym to for real-life characters out there in Ciderville, such as the character that she's going to go visit in New Hampshire at an orchard that's, I think, called Orphan Lane Orchard. Hmm, who could that be? And if you've been in this world of cider for a little while, I bet your guess is pretty spot on if you know anyone that might have a kind of similar name, Orchard, in New Hampshire, but not quite. Anyhow, I'll leave that to you to discover because it's a fun discovery that I take along. It's entertaining. It was so good that I I sacrificed precious weight space in my luggage on the Totally Cider Tour that I'm doing to Normandy to bring this book along to read it and share it with you. So check it out when it comes out for sale. I'm sure you, if you go to SheWritesPress.com, you'll find out when it's actually going live. Perfect gift to read for yourself or to give to someone that you know loves cider. Again, it's called Hard Cider, published by She Writes Press, and the author is Barbara Stark Neiman. Well, that's it, Ciderville. I'm going to close off this section of Cider Chat Live. Uh, Bid you adieu. I am still in the Netherlands and will be here for a couple more days and then making my way down to Paris for that Totally Cider Tour. And I'll be taking you along. So perhaps next week we'll be somewhere out there in the countryside and giving you my backdrop of an experience of touring in Europe on the hunt for ciders. And if that's something that whets your whistle, then do consider coming along with me on a Totally Cider Tour. This November 1st, I'm heading to New England, to the states of New Hampshire and Vermont, to actually perhaps hunt down some of those characters in the book called Hard Cider. I think so. It'll be leaving from Greenfield on November 1st, the day before Cider Days kicks off. That is Franklin County Cider Days, a three-day event. So if you're coming out to that, come a day early and join me on a Totally Cider Tour to New England. You can find out more information by going to the Totally Cider page at ciderchat.com. Want more Cider Chat? Go to ciderchat.com and find over 120 in-depth conversations waiting just for you. This is Rio Wind Caller. Thanks for listening. And please share the news that cider is going up around the world. <laughs>
Mirinin, 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 Mirin